Hello, girlfriend, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Of course, I am your host, Dee, and as usual, I am so, so glad that you're here. I'm so excited to be speaking to an incredible guest on the show today. Her name is Sarah McLaughlin, and she is a relationship and connection coach who dives into the energetics and blocks to help you attract love and amplify the conscious, connected partnerships you desire. She helps balance our masculine drive and feminine flow to create deeply aligned love and dissolves belief beliefs which may be blocking beautiful partnerships. Previously a physiotherapist for 15 years, you're going to love her business pivoting journey. Sarah came to learn that the work in fully healing lies in the deep dive of self-awareness, inner growth, our nervous system and conscious living. It is such an incredible conversation that I have no doubt is going to touch your heart and shift your perspective on what is really required to find, attract and keep (laughs) which is going to be, um, hint, hint, the kind of the topic of the conversation today. Keep your dream partner. Sarah is a human potential practitioner and elite athlete. Again, you're going to hear how much of a badass this woman is, who's represented Australia many times on the bike and a successful business owner. You're going to absolutely love this conversation. We also get pretty vulnerable in sharing both of our personal stories. They kind of organically (laughs) happen that way. And I know that you are going to be inspired again to do the trauma healing, the inner work and the embodiment work, the feminine embodiment work that is so required um, for all women right now to really step into their power in all areas of your life. So I can't wait to jump in into the episode. But before we do, I just want to remind you that the doors to her biz and flow round one are currently closing. Now, what the update to, since we spoke last about this incredible program, the link is in my bio if you want to hear all the details um, and whether this program is right for you, is that I have now included, I've heard, I've listened, I put out a questionnaire about how I can help women feel and get more resourceful in investing in themselves at the moment and their businesses. I know this is a tough time for many. So what I have done is now introduced a 12 month payment plan for this program. Now, this program is a combination of one on one healing group coaching and self-learn lessons that are going to help you get out of your scarcity energy. And to be honest, I think this is the prerequisite work for any manifestation work that you want to do. It is both the inner self-development work, the healing work combined with you stepping into your badass CEO energy and feeling confident to create a magnetic personal brand online that I know is going to help you cut through the noise on social media and attract an abundance of the dreamiest clients flooding your DMs. That is the purpose. That is the impact. That is the result that I am promising from doing this 12-week program with me. So please don't miss out on your opportunity. Again, the doors are closing this week. If you want to... um, get a sneaky podcast code just for my podcast listeners to get a further discount, both available on the full price option and the payment plans, please send me a DM and I will send that through. But for now, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Her Soulful Success Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Ricciotti, but you, my friend, can call me D because I know that we're about to become 
business besties. I'm a certified NLP business coach teaching women both strategy and mindset for a successful first year in business while juggling motherhood, marriage, and everything in between. Consider this space your weekly dose of mindset, spirituality, energy boost, and self-development because I know these are all ingredients that make for a soulfully successful you. excited to have the beautiful Sarah McLaughlin here on the show. Welcome, babe. It's so nice to have you on. Good morning, Heidi. Thank you so much for the invite and for having me. I'm so excited to speak about all these things. I am so excited too. It's going to be a really fun, I feel like it's going to be a really juicy, but also really deep and moving conversation today. We're going to be talking about, well, relationships and I think that for a lot of women in business and the women listening into this podcast, me and Sarah were talking before, you know, we are those impact-driven, trailblazing, go-getter women who want to create mm, incredible businesses, incredible lives and make huge impact, which sometimes can impact our romantic relationships, whether we like it or not, whether it is wearing existing ones already and keeping them and um, how we kind of balance our feminine and masculine energy around building our business but still making time for our partners. But then there's also the attracting romantic relationships and the right ones into our lives when we're so in our grind, so in our hustle. And so we're going to be talking about all of those things. I know you're going to absolutely love it. But before we get started, Sarah, I would love you to, in your own words, introduce yourself to the ladies and just share a little bit about your story because we love a story on this podcast of how, like where you've come from and what uh, led you to coaching in the space that you're coaching in at the moment. Thank you, Dee. Yes. So it has been quite the adventure and story, (laughs) I must admit. So before I became a connection coach, relationship coach and energy worker, I was actually a physiotherapist for 15 years. So I worked intricately with people's bodies and their movement so I taught um, Pilates and bar attack and all the movement things and I witnessed over that duration and time that so many things that we experience in our bodies are not just uh, manageable I guess from a physiotherapy standpoint Mm -hmm. there's the psychosomatic elements there's the emotional elements there's the energetic elements which is sort of reaching beyond what we get taught at uni and over the course in time I did open up my own side hustle (laughs) um, which initially was teaching my own classes and my own physiotherapy Um, I moved from Sydney over to Perth via France (laughs) and here in Western Australia I um, relied a lot on these teachings it was during this time of moving around expanding my business getting into new communities interacting with all sorts and walks of life that I found it really challenging to meet a man. I, I 
often had no problems meeting them. It was keeping them. That was my biggest problem. <laughs> um, so while in my mind and my heart, I was so driven to help people and help their bodies be stronger, help them get more energy from movement. Like movement is like one of my high values uh, for energy and for health and for life force. <laughs> um, but while I met men, I found it really challenging to integrate them into my world and on a whole separate uh, story, which we don't need to go into, I also raced as an um, elite athlete on the road and as a mountain biker yeah. um, to the point where I was travelling all over Australia racing at the pointy end as one of Australia's like best climbers and I raced overseas a few times. So as you can imagine, my life is very full <laughs> and very structured. <laughs> and Sorry, very... you still are a badass, but seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a matter of like integrating so many things at once, right? So mm -hmm. I had a very structured routine so I could fit in a two or three hour ride so I could push my body and it would recover. So I could show up and teach classes on top of that do my social medias, freaking work out Facebook, like do all that. Like every single little part of my brain was just on the go. And more than anything, I just wanted a partner to journey with. Mm -hmm. Like I really wanted to share all the things that I'd set up in my life that I was so-called like killing it and successfully just moving forwards. It was like it was too much or too good or the beautiful sexy handsome men that came along would just bolt and it, it was hard to manage business growth being an elite athlete which training was like 15 20 hours a week so that's a lot like on top of business when you're your only person you're here you're the entrepreneur you're the sole trader you're the yeah. all things um yeah, I was just running at capacity, but it was the repetitive patterns of the men showing up, the loss, the heartbreak that actually just amounted to such an experience that I had like my first ever panic attack. So my, my body just didn't cope. So just to rewind the story a little bit, I had gone through enough heart breaks to look at like manifesting and like working to like attract my man and do all the mm. things and I got really clear about who he was I got really clear on his traits and the values we shared and the differences we had but I ultimately manifested him right and he landed and everyone in his world and mine were like, wow, you two are perfect for each other. Like you're the same bouncy energy. You guys like go surfing and you go riding and you go on adventures, which is like, again, all the things I love about life. Of course, you called him in. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And we were, we had a ski trip together planned in Japan. We had a house that we were designing together, going to council. We were picking up a beautiful puppy in a month's time. And he called me from work one day and said, I'm not coming home. Wow. And for me, I 
was shocked because in my system and in my heart, I was like, no, you're, you're the man for me. You're the one. You're the, mm. the person that matches my world and my life. But like even now sitting here telling the story, my entire body is just reliving the experience. And mm. the loss and the abandonment was so real. Like I came home from work and he had emptied out all his stuff because he wanted to do that when I wasn't home. Mm. And I respected that and tried to hold myself strong and be the driven woman and it's really hard to do when your heart's just ripped out of your chest and your stomach is gone and you are so alone on the opposite side of the country to all your family, your friends, everything you know. Mm. And, yeah, I had a, a panic attack. I am so remote from experiencing that sort of thing. It doesn't run in my family or my system. Mm -hmm. And I struggled to breathe. Like I lay on the floor struggling to breathe and this trauma per se when I moved through it and found my feet I noticed it was a pattern that was getting worse and worse for every man I had met and it had just come to a head like a really heavy all the things <laughs> like in body mind like believing in myself believing in my worth believing that I can do things and that I am um worthy and that I am attractive and that I am capable mm. like all those things and saying I have used so many times that I've realized it was the pattern it's just the rug just got pulled out from underneath me mm -hmm. and that's really hard when you're used to micromanaging and controlling and <laughs> driving and being like so um headstrong determined and knowing that if you put the work in you get the result right that's how we're brought up do the hard work hustle work hard all of that it's like why was that not the case in my relationships mm -hmm. why am I failing and yeah I had to go in and look at stuff that I don't want to look at or didn't want to look mm -hmm. at and really look at the root causes to why this pattern over and over again kept happening because I was done with dating. I was done with the rigmarole. I was done with the apps and the swipes and the, <laughs> the meeting and the dates. And it's like, well, like I've got my life together here. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with me? Mm -hmm. So that's where I came to be so passionate about relationships because it went back to me doing the work on myself. Mm -hmm. It was about literally going inwards and stop, like going external for love, looking for the things and pushing and shoving. I pretty much had to change my way of being and expand myself to all of my aspects of wholeness mm -hmm. to actually have a relationship land and land safely. And now I'm in an amazing position. Fast forward many years, <laughs> I've learned a lot and this is why I'm so passionate about helping women move from like stuck and struggling in love when everything else in life is kicking along tickety-boo mm. and like helping them actually work through the things that are holding them back on multiple levels. So not just their mindset, not just their core beliefs, like their somatic system, 
the body holds memories. Yeah. Like the inner child stuff. Like I had to come to learn about an experience as a child that I'd brushed off as nothingness, which was yeah. impacting my every interaction with not just men, but friends, co-workers when I worked as a physio, friendships, our wounds play out everywhere. And yeah. like really it's it's that wound healing work and that inner examination that ultimately is how our life is unfolding for us in every moment. That is so beautiful, Sarah. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your story. I appreciate it so much, so much. Like there are so many things I want to ask you and so many directions I could take this conversation, but I resonate with your story deeply. Obviously our stories are different, but there are so many things in what you said. And I know we spoke about this and now through voice notes before we got onto this podcast as well. I know what it's like to have your quote unquote shit together and to be <laughs> successful in all other areas of your life, apart from your relationship with your romantic partner or your romantic relationship, but also have your relationship with yourself completely in shambles. And for me, where I resonate with you so much and so deeply is that that ultimately led me um, funnily enough to experiencing multiple panic attacks in one year where what also resonated uh, with me and what you said is that did that's not something that was common in my family like when I first told my mom about having panic attacks or anxiety in general or not being able to breathe she didn't understand what I meant she's like what what do you mean like well can't you just relax <laughs> can't you just yeah yes. I mean there's a lot that goes into why and why my mom didn't understand I kept a lot of my personal life and personal heartbreak and abandonment issues and all of those things as well like um I hid a lot of that away from my family as well which is a whole another like trauma and um Mm. story in itself but so much of what you said resonated with me and I don't think that we're alone and I'm sure that the women listening Mm. into this podcast they'll they'll either know someone or have been there before on some spectrum where they could happy feel like they're having it all and still not feel happy because ultimately our relationships are everything like women crave on a deep level I think we're wired to crave connection and relationships and love um, and all of those things and yeah that was missing um, for a lot a lot in my life as well and the other thing that you spoke about right towards the end is and I want to go into that with you a little bit more today around the inner child and wound healing. I'm so passionate about, I'm still studying and I'm going to be a student, I think forever in this, because I'm just obsessed with understanding trauma on a deeper level. So like you could say maybe a couple of years ago, I would have been your typical just mindset coach, um, but it goes beyond that. And like you said, your body remembers trauma. And for me, it's funny because my a lot of my uh, relationship trauma actually happened with my husband who I have today prior to um, him going to rehab and, and becoming a recovered drug addict. So previous to that, we had 10 years of trauma together. Like, mm. uh, so I am always on this journey because I live with a person that triggers me every single day. So I get to be faced with my trauma. And you're so right in saying that it's a, it's like, 
It's a memory in your body. It's not a conscious thing. It's not just a mindset thing where you're like, oh, I can see what's happening. We have had many conversations where how my reaction to something completely, what should be a completely normal conversation and relationship will not make sense. For example, he used to, um, so this is getting real vulnerable and deep, wasn't even expecting to, to get this deep from this conversation, but I'm going to go there because I want people to understand how important this is. When we, when he was um, heavily addicted to drugs, what would often happen is so he would work throughout the week and then on a Friday at times without me having awareness, a bit like when your husband um, or your partner at the time, sorry, I'm just assuming he was your husband, your fiance just called up and said he wasn't going to come home. For me, I wouldn't even get that phone call. They just want to rock up home. And then they wouldn't be, that the, the calls wouldn't be answered. And this was maybe, this could be like a couple of months of him being clean, me being naive, me wanting to keep all of my shit together and not wanting to deal with things and sweeping everything under the rug. So my nervous system was all always like, it's just always in that heightened state of stress. Mm. Um, but I feel like I got so used to living there. So I, for me, even though I might have been completely stressed out to me, I might have felt calm and the Friday would come and I would never know what I was get, what was going to happen that Friday. You wow. know, I'd come home yeah. and I'd see the car there. I'm like, oh, he's home. It's going to be a good weekend. Everything's fine. He's still clean. Everything's going to be fine. And then it might have been a week later where I came home and he didn't come home for dinner. And then he would mm-hmm. quite literally be missing for a couple of days, like just be gone. Wow. So huge trauma. And I held, yeah. I dealt with all of that kind of by myself. I was deeply ashamed of what was happening in our relationship. So no one really knew. Um, so now, fast forward years later, he's been clean for like five years now, I think, um, a, a completely changed human being. And like, I trust him so deeply. Like I just, mm. I, I trust him so much. But, you know, a little Friday conversation, oh, babe, I'm just going to go and grab a drink with the boys after work. And drinking, by the way, was never one of his addictions. But just to be, a, you know, casually up the street, and I would just get into this, not, not jealous that he's going out, just fear and stress. So I would say, absolutely, consciously, I'm like, God, I want you to go. But I would then start lashing out like, oh, you know, just before you go, do you mind just picking up your shit off the floor in the laundry, you know, and acting really defensively. And for a while in our relationship, I didn't understand, like even before I started studying trauma myself, I didn't understand why was I consciously practicing, you know, awareness, um, practicing communication, practicing understanding my triggers and understanding my thoughts and being so hyper aware of everything, yet I couldn't control these stupid reactions. And I'd be like, why am I behaving this way? And even while he would be gone and not on, if he said this to me on a Tuesday, totally fine. But Friday, there was something about a Friday and it only just landed as I've been studying trauma more deeply of why this trauma still remained in my body. I've forgiven. Mm. I did the mindset work. I've done the conscious work. I've been through my spiritual awakening several times and I'm still here, like still working through. And this is how Mm. important and fundamental that is because essentially if he also didn't do this work with me, as in, 
he's not uh he's not a coach or anything like that he's a brickie but he's done his work otherwise he wouldn't have gotten to the other end of his addiction if we both didn't have this awareness and deep love for each other I could have effed our relationship up a long time ago because of my trauma because of my um because of what lived in my body from the past I could have quite literally screwed up our future several times many times Mm -hmm. so yeah that really really resonated with me so I like that's way of saying thank you (laughs) yeah like that's like that is such the perfect example of the fact that like relationships are our fastest like fast-tracked avenue to growth and dealing with our own shit because it's all of your baggage and all of your shit coming up head on like a freaking mirror against all of his baggage and all of his trauma and all of his shit. Mm -hmm. So I almost feel like when we're out of relationship, we bubble or amble along and we don't actually have something to come up against Mm -hmm. to as a mirror to reflect back to us the work that lies as an opportunity because we don't all take the opportunity um, for our growth. And it is in relationship, like you said, you guys have navigated all of that. You had to do the work. You had to do your own stuff. And obviously there's you, there's him, and there's the relationship. There's the third entity there. And mm-hmm. you can do each in your own work, but there's also the identity and entity of the relationship in your coming together. So, yeah, like you have to look at your relationships as being a portal to your growth in all times. And almost see it as a blessing because there's always going to be things in relationships. There's no such thing as the perfect relationship. There's no such thing as like, like I tried to not use the word perfect. The only thing perfect in my eyes is timing. Timing is always perfect and divine, but yeah, like all relationships, you come up against each other's shit head first. (laughs) So yeah, like that's the thing. And like one of the other things that just really like, burnt the fire to the flame that was already there for me is that no one teaches us how to relationship Mm. full stop the end put it on a freaking sign somewhere Mm. no one teaches us how to be in relating to another we mimic and copy what we've seen and experiences of the past Mm. no one actually teaches us like oh this is how you might speak or oh this is how you might respect like for men and women alike, no one teaches us. We're all out there shooting in the dark, hoping for the best, showing up in some version of ourselves that we think the other person might like. Yeah, so true. And like we model where we get our like beliefs and mindsets around relationship, uh, our environment. So it'll be based on or a dolly magazine. Pen. Yeah, that's it. A dolly magazine. <laughs> or a dolly or Cosmo. Well, guys, it's porn. Um, what else? For for women, it's totally. definitely Disney movies. I remember my husband like just saying, laughing at me, is like, you just you're so romantic. It's like I swear you think, you know, um, <laughs> you think relationships should should end like a Disney movie. And I'm like, they totally should. That's what do you mean? Yeah. I grew up believing that there's a prince charming and that everything <laughs> all ends well. So yeah, you're so right. Um, and that's why we need women like you. And people like you in this space, helping us navigate and do better and understand each other. What would you say then, I guess, let's go into, we've we've spoken about like, I guess the the fundamental issues and things that might prevent ambitious, driven women from, um, from potentially 
keeping, attracting, holding those relationships. What are what do you teach your clients around what is the foundational work that they need to do in order to be ready for a relationship that they can feel fulfilled in, but that can also go the distance? Where do you start? Yeah, sure. So um, it is a very unique avenue. And I, I truly feel with my um, clients that, like I've looked to do like group programs and that sort of thing, but it is in my experience and with my one-on-one clients, it is the sort of thing that is so individual. It's like a fingerprint mm-hmm. and which is why I created my program Attract the One, um, which yes, does have nine very distinct steps per se, but steps I use very loosely in that it, no one ever follows that exact sequence. No one ever like, gets through necessarily like all of them in the exact um, 12 weeks or whatever. Often, depending on the readiness of someone's system. So when I say system, like as you are aware, there's like your physical body, your emotional body, your spiritual body, energetic body, like, Mm -hmm. and like your mental body, right? We are all of those things. Maybe I should have said that slower. That's a lot of things that we are, right? So so it's not just our mindset and like being really hard on our mindset or whatnot. There is also that the part in the belief system bit, which people acquaint to mindset, but there's an inner child within us all. We were all once children. And sometimes when I say, for example, have a clarity call or a chat with someone, I come up against like a really bizarre argument about something when I'm having a very genuine open conversation and it's like a trigger, right? You'll see it like someone, someone wants to fight you and you're like, whoa, all I asked is would you like a cup of tea? And they're like down for an argument. Um, that's when someone's system is not ready. And I have seen it before and I had to really take a breath and be like, wow, that person's really reactive. But other people's systems when they've got a little bit of self-awareness and they've done a little bit of reading they're very quick to on the first or second session together like the whole can of worms is opened and spilled all over the floor and everything is ready to shift and change Mm -hmm. like all all of those systemic parts are like a big open wound and it's quite traumatic sometimes Mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna lie it was for myself but that's where the juice lies I think it's Rumi was it that said our wound is where the light enters us Mm -hmm. something like that and like when it comes to starting at day dot or point one it's really important to look at the patterns look at the stories that someone might have built up in their mind uh, witness all that has been witness what has happened in the past with mom or dad or family patterns and in unpacking all of that one-on-one a path evolves and we go through different sections from obviously like your paw print and your wounding print but also how you show up one of the most beautiful books that I ever read and if you've got a pen and paper there ladies you've got to write this down (laughs) was Alison geez her surname Alison, I'm always like this with authors too. I'm like, oh, (laughs) I want to recommend a book. And I'm like, oh, 
don't remember, remember the name. Write just remember the name I, of the book. It's yeah, I actually started a whole book to write notes going, oh my god, why aren't we taught this? It's called The Queen's Code. It's Beautiful. the most awesome book and I have suggested it to so many clients, even one of my beautiful clients who is, I think she was 51 or 52, ending in a 25-year marriage. She's like read it in like a week and she's like, I've given it to my daughter. It really helps. So like Queen's, Queen's Code. Yeah, the Queen's Code. You cannot buy it as a hardback, much to my sentimental wanting like a flesh book to sniff and to read <laughs> it's only available on like kindle downloads it's on amazon and that sort of thing um but it gives a beautiful story of how as women in them like masculine energy so like driven motivated structured high energy like almost so like forceful and hustling all of the pictures that we need to be to some degree in a successful business how that comes up against us in relating to a masculine body man Mm -hmm. they have nowhere to operate if we are being all of those things all the time yeah the book calls it um emasculating and we put men down we have to watch our words it's like oh like it's, or that's, that's men, or he's such a boy or like little slight comments that we have demasculate them all the time. Mm. Like it might my be favorite joke. one is, yeah. oh my God, you're being such a pussy. <laughs> right? I don't think that's in the book, but <laughs> oh, I used to use that one all the time. So, so, I know that so one. yeah, like we're stripping men. Okay, so without going into massive historical story of like women coming into their power, which I'm all for, mm. we don't need to strip men of their role in providing for us in the process. Yeah. Men do want you, to provide. They want to be my the coach, uh, Monica Yates. Do you know my coach, Monica Yates? She no. talks about this all of the time. Um, yeah. And she, I had her on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. You will absolutely love her, but she, um, the equivalent of, you know, burning a witch <laughs> at the stake. That's what happens to her online every time she brings this topic up around um, not being a feminist in the sense that she means. And she talks about this a lot and she's very passionate about not emasculating men mm. for the sake of um, building women up, that we can do, that the both can exist, that men can be in their power and women yes. can be in their power. Yeah. Maybe this is a beautiful segue into talking a little bit about balancing masculine feminine energies in a relationship. We understand, we started talking a little bit about why that's important. Um, why, well, let's go a bit deeper into that. So why is it important for women to balance and be in their feminine essence in a relationship with a man? Why is this an important and very much a trending topic at the moment? Maybe because there are a lot more women in their masculine um, and the way the world operates today and we're starting to realise that, uh, divorce rates are going up more and more people are struggling to find quote unquote the one and keep re- keep long-term relationships why is that balance so important and what does that balance mean in a relationship yeah so look there's there's so many parts to this and um for myself like I am really more into our 
bodies, probably with my own health background, not just professionally, but personally. But for a start, a women's uh, hormone distribution is not designed to be in hustle mode and Mm. um, on the go. Like we are not designed to, we do not have the testosterone levels. Our estrogen and progesterone do not facilitate being on the go all the time. That's why so many women burn out. And yes, you can manage it. And there's so many like people who speak to this on like high authority as in it's their niche. But we as women are not like designed in our nervous system and in our physiology to be doing all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's one part of it. And if we are doing all the time, and I notice this myself, if I'm like, doing all the things for my business and <laughs> like have all of the hats, if I then have to in the house, like do the cleaning and do the cooking and do the washing and do the things, I get narky and I've come to learn. It's because like I'm overwhelmed and they're only mm-hmm. little things, right? It's not like it's not manageable. Heck, I can go and race a hundred kilometer bike ride in three hours just so we're clear here. I've got plenty of energy and I'm strong and capable. Mm-hmm. But our system is not designed to do that. So for a start, for women to balance their feminine and masculine, and also so we're clear, <laughs> another tangent. We're never just one or the other. We are a constant alchemy of the both. Mm -hmm. It is both. We are both masculine and feminine at all times in many ways. This is not an on and off switch going, oh, I'm in my masculine. Oh, I'm in my feminine. We're always alchemizing the both of them. So like being in your business and having your structure and your form, but writing, um, designing a post, doing like an image on Canva, doing your content and your verbs, Your words itself are creative. The creative force is the feminine. So you are holding both of those aspects of yourself there. So some women actually really love designing stuff and the writing stuff, and that's actually a feminine essence. So there's that part of it in our business and in our body system, so our energy and our hormones, our physiology. But if we then look at our relationships and our relating to a man, again, like men can show up in their feminine too. So my current partner, of course, because I am a uh, masculine, dominant, energetic body, my partner is definitely more in his feminine. He is a surfer. He has an amazing well-paid job. He's so easygoing and fluid and calm and just like all the feminine entity things. Mm-hmm. And that is obviously why I attracted him because it is a balance and an alchemy of the both and we work really well together. But look, it's mm-hmm. not always the case. There's a lot of couples out there who are both like masculine entities, but for you both to coexist, you need to be able to shape shift throughout all parts of your identity. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the work that I do with one-on-one clients is expansion. So Mm -hmm. we're expanding into our whole capacity, our whole like 360 degrees to do and be all the things, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're here for. We're women mm-hmm. in business. We want to do all the things. Damn it. <laughs> um, I can do all the things. <laughs> but like our, we have the capacity and the choice mm-hmm. to consciously expand our way of being because quite often that relationship we really want is only going to come when we start to nurture and develop parts of ourselves which have been shamed, guilted, suppressed, hidden or numbed. Mm-hmm. So this might be 
personal question, mm. but relating this this back to your story, so obviously you are you have manifested the relationship that's right for you after you've done mm. this work. But going mm. back to that day where you got that phone call and your fiance wasn't coming home, a lot of the time, again, we see like in movies. Um, and portrayed in the media and even in the songs we have this attitude of like girl he wasn't good enough for you see you later move on right (laughs) but in reality it hurts it's painful and what you did instead is obviously take like in order to have realized that you wanted to do some work there was some at some point you took some accountability for what was happening in your relationships and you were like right it's not the perhaps it's not necessarily the men that need to change it's actually something within me that needs to shift what was then that shift for you Sarah like I feel like just to tie this beautifully Mm. into what you were just talking about what was missing for you or what did you realize you needed to alchemize change shift move transform release within yourself to get to this place where you are now versus where you were before and that last relationship that ended like Mm. in that way so the facilitating point for me to do the work was because I had done everything else in my mind okay Mm -hmm. so there I'd never worked with a coach I'd never um I was a little bit into spiritual works purely as a means of controlling the outcome of the relationships I had been in. So I was getting into like Abraham Hicks's work and yeah. like the energy behind things and the energy with which we attract things. But I was using that to control. Mm-hmm. And again, I never really looked at why I wanted to control and what I was trying to avoid. So the shift that changed for me was going and looking at stories and the beliefs and the patterns all together as one and other aspects too I'd be talking for an hour and all of that if I got carried away but I had to go and look at my wounding mm-hmm. as in that's a word that's thrown around a lot now but it's basically the wiring of our system mm-hmm. like we said earlier based on experiences so I went into family patterns so how my mom and dad interacted as well as my previous experiences and working with a coach one-on-one we uncovered the pattern and the part of myself that was attracting that into reality Mm -hmm. and to, to break it down let me think of that more so our system all of the things mental physical everything has a story And it looks for ways externally to be proven as true. Mm -hmm. So I was indeed attracting men who are fully capable of abandoning me and not showing up in the way I wanted them to because the story I ran was that I will be abandoned because Mm -hmm. I was, as a three-year-old child, being closed into the bathroom so mum could have quiet time on the phone. Mm -hmm. Three-year-old Sarah thought it was the freaking end of the world. So let's mm-hmm. be honest. You're you're three. You're going through, like, mum, give me attention, whatever it might be. She just wants to take a freaking phone call. Shuts the door. It was one of those old-fashioned door handles, so I couldn't mm-hmm. reach it. I was left there to, quote, unquote, wear myself out. Mm-hmm. 
So as a three-year-old, so remember, all of that is through the lens of that age and it's Mm. between that zero and six or seven-year-old mark where experiences are imprinted. Our nervous system's like, oh, that's how love is. Love is abandonment. Yeah. So long story short, obviously, that's a very succinct version of it. I continually looked for men who and was attracted to men who were not, I don't like the word available because they were all very available. I looked for evidence to prove that 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 would be the outcome on a subconscious level. So remember, this is all subconscious. So, and even when something minor would happen, like the example you gave earlier, if he wanted to go out and like do something um, separate to me and he messaged and does all the right things saying, oh, I'm just going to go do this. And obviously without the trauma experience that you guys have gone through together, my system straight away was like, oh, he's leaving me. Like I didn't think that, Mm. but my stomach would sink. My body would Mm. react very similarly to what happened as a child. And I'd do all these weird things because at the end of the day, our humanness wants to, one, be safe and, two, be in belonging. Mm. So be in belonging to the community, the tribe, the ecology from which we were brought up. We will do anything as humans even if it's ridiculous, uncanny, whatever, like doesn't make sense. We seek all behavioural patterns to stay safe, like stay alive and to be in belonging. Mm. And for me it was to stay safe. That small child in me was like it's not safe for me to be left alone. So I did all weird behavioural things subconsciously that ultimately in retrospect totally pushed him away. I had to look at my ship. I had to look at how I was showing up in that relationship, which mm. meant he was exhausted. And, of course, he had his wounds. Remember, we all have our shit. Mm. His was worthlessness. Mm. One of the poor prints. He, mm. he stepped into a relationship and gave himself completely and utterly to me because he didn't believe he was worthy to stand or be a stand for what he wanted in the relationship mm-hmm. he just mm-hmm. bowed down to me being a woman in a masculine doing all things telling him how it is mm-hmm. he just bowed down to the point where he was like I can't do this anymore I'm exhausted mm-hmm. he didn't have the boundaries the strength we often forget that we enter a relationship and the other person in the relationship comes into the relationship with their own wounds and I think it's really like this mm-hmm. is such a beautiful example again as well of when we talk about trauma and healing, inner child healing, that it doesn't necessarily mean that you needed to withstand. It can absolutely include like physical, sexual, emotional abuse, but it can also be a time that you just simply felt unsafe Mm. that might not have been at all the intention of your parents. Um, Mm. And yet it can still happen this way. And it is very much from the perception of your of the child you of the inner mm. child you that you're still kind of like these experiences still live in your body so I think that that was a really great example of how because I think some people steer away or some women might be afraid of doing this work they start with the mindset work first 
and then realize, oh, maybe I need to go deeper, but there is a fear of going deeper mm. or sometimes a fear of like, maybe I'm not worthy of doing healing as well. Like there's the opposite. Yeah. I think we're normalizing healing a lot more or at least in the coaching space, it's normalized. I think there are some women like, I'm not good enough to do inner child healing because nothing mm. really bad happened to me. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be labeled as bad or that your parents mm. were bad or they yeah, just, just your perception and how you, yeah, like how you experience those feelings of unsafety um, and those significant emotional events and then how they're stored in the body if they're not released. So thank you so much. Could I share with you actually how, sorry to interrupt you, I just thought of um, an example of the safety and the coding in a business standpoint that I had to actually navigate. So Mm -hmm. for my income, to thrive and I don't think I've actually spoken about this publicly or very often privately so here we go (laughs) we're jumping in but it's a really relevant example of um, safety that we were just talking about now um, desire to be safe or stay in that familiarity something like that you know what the word I mean (laughs) Um, so one of the things I had to navigate through this same similar process within my business and generating Mm -hmm. money this year, to be honest with you, um, is that my, my parents and family ecology. So Mm -hmm. the the tribe (laughs) have always worked for someone else, done the nine to five, uh, and not necessarily my parents, but generations prior to that, um, lived on a shoestring and sure it might've been the depression and like the economy and all those sorts of things. But Mm -hmm. My system saw money and making money as safe to do working for someone else. Mm -hmm. And um, it took a lot of creating safety in my body, in my somatic system, through my mind, through all facets for my system not to react with fear and again, this is all subconscious. I was like, tickly boo, I'm fine, I can do this. But there was a part of my system that didn't see it safe to generate big money on my own, working for myself, because mm. it was foreign to my family. And it was a block. It was a block to the success of my business. And I was so attached with remaining as a physiotherapist because of the identity it held for me. As, oh, mm. physios, you're a great job. You're very well respected in the community. Everyone knows what it is. You can identify with someone as a physio as being like esteemed through uh, university, successful and medical and like all the safe things. Mm. But to be a coach or to go out on your own and do your own through your business, my system, not my logical mind, my logical mind, you know, is fully freaking capable, but my system did not see it as safe. Yeah. So I, I don't want to go into that huge story, but that's, again, something I had to work through this year was creating safety in my system to go it alone. And I say this because if any women are listening to this story and it's like I'm, I'm hitting an income block, like I'm, I'm really struggling mm-hmm. to expand further, like I'm doing all the things, maybe I need to post more, maybe I need to do more stories, maybe I need to show my face, maybe I need to do more hours. One, stop forcing and like look at the, the patterns. Mm-hmm. like this if it's not safe in your body not your logical mind your body if it's not safe for you to do that you will hit a, a wall 
especially yeah. if no one in your family has been like an entrepreneur. Like if you're not a descendant from Richard Branson. Yeah. It's not safe in our, our ecology and you're, yeah. they'll be part of your parents who are like, oh, that's risky going out on your own. Oh, I hope it picks up soon. Oh, I hope this and that. And all these hopes and like, like that's a part of their fears that they're pushing onto you. Mm. And you're, you're going to hold that out of a contract of love. You're going to respect what your parents are throwing at you and telling you, oh, maybe you should have stuck with that other job when your income was secure and regular. Like they're saying it because they love you so much. Mm. But our system and our body hears that and is like, oh, oh, no. So it's, it's really important to recognise that the safety and belonging pieces and that, expansion and capacity to hold things in our systems hold the relationship hold yourself hold the money hold a new identity even Mm. like it's all in one and I just love the fact that relationships are just the quickest avenue to come up against your shit and when you're in relationship or not Like you can do this healing work and this awareness work and this consciousness work or even spiritual work, whatever you want to call it. You can do it within your current relationship or you can break up and do it alone. Mm -hmm. Either or, it doesn't really matter. For me, it just panned out in the relationship ending. But for yourself, right, you did that deep within relationship. And that's Mm -hmm. amazing if two people can look at their own shit and you can keep your relationship held and together as hard as it is. Mm. like good on you like massively like the well done to you and your partner for like being a stand for your sovereignty being a stand for each of your um, wounds and respecting each other and loving each other through the mess of it all because that's Mm. such a rare relationship these days because people think that those things are going to be easier or different with someone else but you know what new partner new city (laughs) new circumstance same shit shit. (laughs) you're gonna keep seeing it again and again until you're like burnt out exhausted or in a freaking hospital because your whole body's shut down and you're so unwell and you have autoimmune problems and blah 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 (laughs) your body responds if you're not listening is the point (laughs) 100 percent. oh my goodness Sarah I love this conversation so much I know that the women listening in are going to want to get amongst your energy get to know you better tell us about your new um membership that i understand that you have recently launched it looks amazing and incredible and where our audience can find you so that they can get to know you and hang out in your space a little bit more yeah thank you d so um my largely the coaching work is one-on-one i do have a program in the works um, which will be an online course which is really straightforward and easy and accessible um, manifest your match but um, off the back of holding and hosting uh, masterclasses for men and women to navigate partnerships or dating better my depth and desire masterclasses I saw and felt that in the current climate of the world right now and if anyone's listening to this beyond 2021 (laughs) you might not know what we're talking about and I'm not going to go into it in detail but right now in the world more than anything we need the support 
the uplift and the community to mm-hmm. navigate all the things I've spoken about right now in this podcast, but also to hold your self-sovereignty, return to your center and return to yourself. Mm-hmm. To facilitate this, I created a monthly membership called the Ascension Playground. And I love the name. I actually love saying it, even though to most people it will mean nothing. But <laughs> like, to ascend is to like rise and to grow or to lift, mm-hmm. like going up a mountain or whatnot. And the Ascension Playground is a space and place for an online sisterhood to play in all of these energetics. So like body work, learnings, masterclasses, holding cacao heart opening ceremonies, like play together, play in the energetics of your body, like learn how to ground, learn how to center your field, but also like share experiences and support each other, knowing Mm. it's a safe place to go to, either to watch something on replay or to access the monthly masterclasses. So I'm hoping that yourself will be one of the speakers, (laughs) Dee, but I do have a beautiful list of women. It is all women, just checking, yes, who will speak in the authority of their space live into the group every month or more. Mm -hmm. So... It's a space for our inner growth. It's a space for our, like, decompressing. Mm -hmm. But largely that supports. So play and ground together. (laughs) I love it. When you explain it like that, it makes so much sense. And honestly, it sounds amazing and you're 100% right. It is just everything that we need right now. So I urge uh, the women listening in, if you feel the pull, if you feel a nudge, if you feel like um, this is speaking to your soul, go and check out the uh, show notes that are linked yeah, thank you. into this podcast episode. And there's movement classes too. I had completely escaped that. So every month there'll be movement on the mat, which will be a fusion of yoga, Pilates, bar, oh, because obviously, as we've <laughs> spoke about today, your body holds the score, which is again, a beautiful book, but we need to sometimes not just think our way through things or Mm. sit with a cup of tea or soak in a bath. Energy needs to move. Mm. Tony Robbins is the one that said emotion is energy in motion. I use that word all the time. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know it. So yeah, the classes each month, at least like I love teaching the classes. Mm. I love movement. Like I said, at the very start and it's so easy for me to facilitate movement for you all, especially if you are in lockdown, you're stuck at home, you have kids, you work from home even, you can access the replay, all the lives of the movement classes to like stretch open your body and your joints, move your back, your spine. But when we strengthen our physical body, we strengthen our mental capacity and our emotional capacity as well. So I'm big on strengthening. Obviously, the physio in me just thrives on it. (laughs) I know that it's science and it works, but your energetic body responds as well. So the playground just, (laughs) I really can't say it. I feel like I'm on like a swing. Um, It just excites me so much to gift it to the world right now because we need it. We really need that self-centering and that awareness of growth and expansion. And it's not easy to access right now. Yeah. I love that. I love it so much and absolutely (laughs) can't wait to be, and I'd be honored to speak within the Ascension Playground as well. It's been such 
an amazing conversation, Sarah. I can't thank you enough for jumping on our podcast today. It's been such an honor. I want to thank you again for being so vulnerable. We need that. We need to hear real stories. Um, and even like having me open up, I don't talk about my story mm. very often anymore in my own podcast when I'm interviewing guests. So I feel like, yeah, I just feel like that was just a beautiful gift to anyone listening in that needed to hear that. And I do believe that that someone, if not every single woman listening in today will mm. have needed to hear what we spoke about today. I love your work, such a fan. And thank you again so much for being here. Thank you. And thank you for sharing your magic and holding the space for all of us to listen and learn and grow together because, yeah, it's really important to females in business now to feel like they're part of a collective. It's really easy to get caught up in our own. So thank you for bringing us together in your magic and in your <laughs> space, Dee. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. And I will catch you in the next episode. Hold up, girlfriend. Before you go, I need to say thank you so much for tuning in today. I know that if you listen to my podcast, that you are my human. And I love to connect with my soul sisters, business besties, align business babes on social. So send me a DM with any mindset, business or wellness questions because my inbox is so open to you. I also read each of your reviews personally and love to personally thank you. So please screenshot them and DM me or email them to hello at hersoulfulsuccess.com. I will personally thank you and send you a copy of my 30 days of journal prompts. Also, if you haven't already, follow my podcast Insta. The link is in my bio so you can stay up to date with all the potty goss and tag your girlfriends because you know that friends that listen to podcasts together stay together. Or is that not a thing? I don't know. But every time you share this podcast with someone, you are really helping me help more women live a soulfully successful life. And I appreciate you for that. Love, love, love you and I'll catch you in the next episode.